Gospel of John, chapter 15. I'd like to say that we're just going to kind of have a talk tonight. Uh, it might end up preachy, but I, I don't have three points. You know, this isn't typical Bible study. I just kind of like to think of it as, as maybe a, a talk tonight on abiding in Christ. We'll, we'll be to at least the first seven verses in just a minute, but you've probably heard of the missionary Hudson Taylor to China. He had a moment with these verses on abiding with Christ. He already been a Christian, already, already been a missionary, and these verses hit him in a special way, and I just bring that up just to, just to kind of tell you his story as we get started. He was a missionary to China, and he was working. He was doing the work of the ministry, and he was worrying frantically about his health and he felt like he was about to break. And those working with him, those friends around him, they thought a breakdown was coming by his countenance, by, by different things in his life. They just severely, seriously feared a breakdown. And it was right about that time that Taylor received a letter from a fellow missionary, John McCarthy. And he just had to write and tell Taylor of a discovery that he made in God's Word. Isn't it wonderful that we never stop learning in God's Word? And so he, he wrote a letter to him about the joy of abiding in Christ that he learned about in God's Word. And, and the portion of the letter that was so special to Taylor says, Abiding not striving or struggling, but looking off unto Him, trusting Him for present power. And McCarthy goes on to write, This is not something new, but yet it is very new to me. Christ literally all seems to me now the power, the only power for service, the only ground for unchanging joy. As Hudson Taylor read this letter, it was September 4th, actually, 1869, that, that he read this, and, and it was that day that his eyes were too opened to this. And, and he says, as I read, I saw it all. I looked to Jesus, and when I saw, oh, how the joy flowed. About a month later... He wrote his sister, Hudson did, on the same subject. And he says, as to work, mine was never so plentiful, so responsible, or so difficult, but the weight and strain are all gone. The last month or more has been perhaps the happiest of my life, he writes, and I long to tell you a little of what the Lord has done for my soul. When the agony of soul was at its height, a sentence in a letter from dear McCarthy was used to remove the scales from my eyes. And the Spirit of God revealed the truth of our oneness with Jesus 
as I had never known it before. McCarthy, who had been much exercised by the same sense of failure, but saw the light before I did, wrote, and he's sharing this with his sister, but how to get faith strengthened. Not by striving after faith, but by resting on the faithful one. And he he goes on and says, As I read, I saw it all. As I thought of the vine and the branches, what light the blessed Spirit poured into my soul. I wanted to read that before we read these verses. So look with me now at what Jesus writes to His disciples, which is to us as well, as we well know. And Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it might bring forth more fruit. Now ye are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye except ye abide in me. I am the vine, ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered, and men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. I'm going to go ahead and stop right there. The whole chapter is a wonderful chapter. But we see in verse 1 that Jesus says, I am the true vine. You go down to verse 5, and you see that Jesus says, I am the vine. And then you look, at verse 4, and Jesus says, Abide in me. And then you go down to verse 7, and He says, If ye abide in me. We all know about the vine and the branches. You have the vine, and then you have the stems that come off of the vine. And, And we've been through this, and we know what this is. Somebody tell me, which one is the supplier and which one is the receiver? The supplier is the vine, and and the receiver is the branches. The the stems, the branches, they, they are nothing in and of themselves without the vine. The vine supplies everything the branches need. Jesus wants us to think on this truth. He calls Himself to His people the true vine. He wants us to think on this. He is the vine, and and His people, God's people, are the branches. And the vine is bearing, 
and strengthening and supplying and inspiring the branches. The vine has everything the branches need. The little thing, the, everything that stems off of the vine, the vine can supply it all. All the need that is there. Jesus is leading us to look to Him here tonight to see that He is the true vine. He wants us to see Him as the true vine. That we might have the Lord to reveal this truth to our hearts by way of the Holy Spirit in such a way that it affects our life. It affects our experience in life. That we might have a vine branch experience with the Lord Jesus Christ while we live this Christian life. Are, I ask myself this and I ask you tonight, are you having a vine branch experience in your Christian life? Or, or is it, as the missionary wrote, some might be striving or struggling to live the Christian life. That's not what the vine branch experience is for the children of God. How about this? For, for a little explanation on abiding in Christ. Trusting what He's doing in and through us every moment. Abiding in Christ. Jesus says, abide in Me. To see Christ through the Scriptures and to experience Him in life, it makes Him an irresistible Lord and Savior. The 34th Psalm in the 8th verse says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Try Him out. Some paraphrasing of, of other Scripture. Just, just try Him out and, and just see what He's all about. That Oh, taste and see that... The Lord is good. That word taste means to experience. Experience the Lord. I'll never forget a man who preached a sermon. I've never heard the terminology before, but his, the title of his message was Investigate God. And, and he talked about all the things of Christ through the message, and then he just, he just called out for the people to investigate God. And when you investigate God, you see that He is good. He is a very irresistible Lord and Savior to love, to live, to walk with when we experience Him. He is, he is very good to us. The Lord draws us to salvation. No man cometh unto the Father except that the Father draw him. And, and He draws all by the love of Jesus Christ and the gospel, the death, burial, and resurrection of His Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son. Jesus draws all to salvation. And then He takes a Christian and He draws the Christian to abide in Him. I don't know how much abiding is going on today. There's a lot of work in religion. There's, there's a lot of frustration in Christianity. There's a lot of exhaustion. Maybe, maybe, there's, maybe there's people just tempted to, to walk away. But Jesus says, 
abide. Jesus is drawing all of His people to abide in Him. He's alive. His Word is alive. And He says to us, the branches today, we're the branches, and He says and wants us to think on this, I am the vine. I am everything that you need. Your supply comes from Me. And it comes from Me only. I supply everything you need. You don't have what you need, and I supply it all. Can can be taken out of that statement. You know, it just seems to be that the lesson for us Christians on abiding in Christ, it seems to be that part of the lesson is us first trying to do it on our own and live the Christian life in our own ability. That When, when I read... Romans chapter, chapter 6 and 7, that's, that's what I find that the Apostle Paul even did. And he found himself in a miserable situation. And it seems like Christians are trying to do for God and live for God. And don't get me wrong, we do for God and we live for God. But, but in a, the strictest sense of speaking of what the Christian life is all about. It's all about Him living through us and Him doing through us. Look, some labor from the Christian is of no benefit except for us realizing that we cannot abide in Christ by striving to do so. Man, I'm doing the best I can. I'm trying to be the very best Christian I can. I'm trying to be as busy as I can and do everything I can for the Lord. And there's a sense in which a lot of that sounds good. But but it just may be that Christians are connecting, abiding, maybe with working for Christ. Do you... You, you know, are you abiding in Christ? Jesus says, abide in me. Do we connect that with working and serving? Because, because it should be quite the opposite. Instead of connecting abiding with working, we should be connecting abiding with Christ. Our focus is to be fixed on Jesus Christ. Our attention is to be on Him. He is the one who holds us. And He is the one who keeps us. He is the one who supplies supplies us. Abiding in Christ, it's not about the effort of straining to do so. It's the effort of resting in Him. We live in a day and a time where people are, are finding it hard to rest. Man, it's a, it's a busy world and we're pulled at both ends. The, there, there are 25 things in the cell phone pulling us at all different directions. There's, there's the computer and, and everything going on there. And, and, and then we have you know, our responsibilities of work and our responsibilities of family. And, and it's, it's a busy 
time, well, our, our wheels are spinning. And it just may be with some Christians that, well, while the wheels are spinning, let me, let me spin them through the church and try to do something there for the Lord. But that's not abiding in Christ. That's not what Jesus is calling our attention to here in this Word. It's, it's to rest in Him. Where Jesus is saying, abide in me. Okay, He's saying, abide in me. And in this same place, He's saying, I am the vine. Trust in me and rest in me for everything because I can supply everything. I am the one who supplies everything for you. I am the vine that brings forth fruit and, and uh, s- supplies and strengthens and, and makes you fruitful. Christ does His work through us when we look to Him. When we see Him and trust who He is and trust what He says in His Word. And we, and we rest there on His promises and on His truth. The more that we are yielded to Christ, the more He's going to use us. The more He's going to do through us. You know, it's, don't take this the wrong way and let me clear this up. But it's not so much about just trying to do and do His work. It's not so much about just trying to be at church and, and, and come to church and, and, and make the attendance and, and, and be here for that. It's not about being consumed with that. Abiding in Christ, it's about being consumed with Him. A lot of times we... We, we go through a lot of motions and we definitely hit a lot of highlights of our, of our Christian walk in some ways. And next thing you know, we're not resting in Him as He's revealed to us here. We need to be consumed with Him. Resting in Him. Because my Bible says... He's going to do a work in us, and He is going to do a work through us. That's how the Apostle Paul reported to the church of the missionary work that God used him in, what God did in, with, and through us. All this comes together when we start thinking about abiding in Christ. And it's something, by the way, that it's going to make us last. It's going to make us keep on. Consumed with Him. And then, and then we are going to be so, so actively involved in His service. We're going to be so faithful to services in His church when we look to Him. And it's from abiding in Him and the strength we get there and the relationship that happens there that we're going to be 
the most profitable as a Christian to serve and do for Him, which, which is what we try to do in our own ability when we get exhausted. And we can't nearly guide ourselves to do on our own what Christ can guide us to do and what Christ can do through us. Abiding. Abiding in Christ. I had a subject on my mind for the message today. And it, and it, and it went somewhere else. And then after, it, it was all in the same area kind of, but it, it just kept coming down to abiding in Christ. It, it is the key to the Christian life. So, what else do we rest in? What else do we trust in? Those things need to be put aside. All of our own reasoning and our own efforts need to be put aside and rest in what Christ has said and rest in what Christ does in us and through us. We have to go outside of what we can do to abide in Christ. We have to forget about us and look to Him in order for us to abide in Him. It can't be about us. You know, you think of the vine, and then you think of the stems off of the vine. You think of the fruit that comes off the men. It's beautiful. That, that's what's so beautiful when you see the fruit that's, that's hanging, the branches hanging off from the vine. But where did all of that beauty come from? came from the source. It came from what the vine did to produce through the Christian. It's not, it's not about us. No matter, no matter how much is produced through us, it's not about us. It's always about Him. Give Jesus the credit. Abiding in Christ. Jesus didn't hide this from us. This is... This was revealed to the disciples, and it's revealed to you and I tonight. Jesus didn't keep this a mystery. He reveals these words to the disciples. This is before He leaves them, and then He goes on to talk about how the Holy Spirit is going to to, uh, empower them and work through them. And He wants to reveal this truth to every one of His children. Because the, we Christians can just get downright miserable trying to be religious in our own ability. Jesus doesn't hide this at all. Why, why, why does it seem so foreign sometimes? Why do we as Christians seem to fall into this area of doing things on our own and in our own ability? Because that's what's natural. Jesus is teaching what's supernatural. And, and, he want, and we're not about to get this all in 30 minutes tonight. We need to go home. I need to go home. And I need to look at what he's saying here. May, may we all do that. May, may we all look at it over and over. Jesus wants us to think on abiding, this subject of abiding. He wants us to think on this 
He wants us to, to fix our focus on it. He wants us to meditate on abiding in Him. If we haven't been doing so, He wants us to confess that to Him. I, I guess I've been doing what the Apostle Paul did. Lord, I, I have been kind of doing things in my own ability, and sure enough, it's made me miserable. Paul says at the end of Romans 7, Who shall deliver me from the, the body of this death? I thank my God through Jesus Christ our Lord. We need, we need to think on this. We need to confess if we haven't been abiding with Him, we're going to desire that when, when we focus on this and look at this, we're going to desire that we do and that we might truly walk in the power of the Holy Spirit, that we might truly be having a branch vine experience with the Lord, waiting on God, trusting Him to make us faithful, trusting Him to use us, Jesus says here, twice in this chapter, without me, ye can do nothing. I've said before, because, you know, back when I first started studying the Bible, I thought, uh, it's good to look up every word. You look up every word, but just know that some words are going to mean exactly what you're reading. Jesus says, without me, ye can do nothing. I'm like, what does he mean by that? And, and so I get, I get all my dictionaries out, and I look up that word nothing that Jesus said, and I found out that that word means nothing. You believe him? Because he's using that to lead us to abide in him. We are going to burn out, or we're going to walk out in our own strength. We're going to quit in our own strength. It's, it's not going to last. It wasn't meant to last. We're only meant to last in His strength. And to learn how to appropriate that in our lives. We will not make it without time alone with the Lord. We gather as a church, and this is time we share together with the Lord. And it's some of the most special times of my week. But just as special is alone time with the Lord. We have to have it. We have to spend... It's, it's, it's time that no one else sees. We see our attendance at church. We, we gather and we... We, we see one another serving, and we do what we do in the church. And then no one sees at home. There's got to be a chamber that we, that we stop in and spend time with God. We're not going to make it without it. We're pulled in every direction... And everything's trying to distract our attention from Him. And we just got to say no. We just have to have the time where we stop and we fix our focus on Jesus Christ. And we look to Him and we talk to Him. And He talks to us by meditating on His Word over and over again maybe in one place. Maybe John chapter 15 and, and just take the first seven verses or so. 
and look at it over and over. Our hearts have to be fixed upon Christ. The branches have to be well attached to the vine. It has to be all about the vine. We have to keep the aim on all that the vine has supplied for the branches. All that the vine has done for the branches. All that the vine is going to do through the branches. That the vine has an endless supply. The supply of everything we need is never going to stop. By abiding in Christ. I mean, what do, we, what do we do? What do we love to do here? We love to serve the Lord here. We love to serve the Lord in ministries. We love to, to come and be encouraged by the Word of God and then take it out to the world. Walk out those doors to the mission field and share Jesus with others. And... We try to do so much of it in our own ability. We fall into the natural rut when God has the supernatural for us. That we might, as we see in these verses, bear fruit, bear more fruit, and bear much fruit. He's talking about fruit bearing. He's talking about the Christian life and Christian works produced through the Christian right where he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. Abide in me. I mean, it's it's getting clear to me. It's getting kind of clear. I'm not saying I have it down by any means. i got a lot of looking to do still in this. But, But he's making something so clear to us. Our time in prayer, our prayer life, It is so very important. So very important that we park there and we stay there. And may our time of prayer not be filled up with us hearing our voice the whole time. If you'll stop in prayer, and if I'll stop in prayer before we stop praying, I'm not saying we're going to hear the audible audible voice of God. We're not today. But, but we can trust that He's speaking to our hearts. You know, a lot of times when there's a multitude of words in prayer, a lot of times we might just be trying to push on God what we want. But oh, oh in prayer, if, if we'll go into prayer with a question and then stop. And it might be a week later. It might be a month later that some kind of answer is impressed upon your heart in what He wants to do instead of what we want to do. We, we ought to stop and listen. We ought to stop and listen and hear Him. That's, as a matter of fact, what pops in my mind is the fifth psalm. Let me just, let me just read these uh, couple of verses here. The fifth psalm and the first two verses. And the psalmist says, David says, give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. He has words in prayer, and he has meditation in prayer. 
Hearken unto the voice of my cry, my King, my God, for unto thee will I pray. Give ear to my words, O Lord, consider my meditation. We've got to talk to Him and let Him teach us His Word. Let Him teach us what He's trying to get our attention on and abiding in Him. Trust Him. Trust Him more. He's worthy of of all of our trust. There's nothing more worthy of our trust than Him. Trust Him that He will use us that He will live through us, and that He will do all that He wants to do through us. What what am I doing for the Lord? What should I do for the Lord? What's He called me to do? Is it enough? You know, what, what else should I be doing? Abiding in Christ takes care of a lot of this. Takes care of all of this. We must give Jesus our time. We must give Him our mind. We must give Him our ear. So so that we can hear His whisper. So that we can be filled with His strength. So that we can be effective in His work. He's the true vine. The true vine will do everything for and in the branches that will abide in Him. You know... I think people fear slowing down today. Great things happen when we slow down and wait on God, though. Much is happening while we rest and while we trust God. There's a whole lot going on in us. In the downtime, there's a whole lot going on in our lives from the Lord. He is is very busy. And He is preparing and equipping us. He's giving us everything we need. When we are still before God, look, there's, there's an abundance of His grace there. His mercy is there. When we're yielded to Him, He equips us for all of His work. All of the love and the power of God the Father that rested on God the Son... The Son gives to us. Just real quick. All that Christ is, is of the Father. And all that we are is from the Son, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 2 Corinthians 5.19 says, I read over this probably 40 times before I realized what was being said here. It says, to wit or to know that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto Himself. All that God the Son did on this earth, He depended on God the Father for it. He depended on the power of heaven to be able to do it. God reconciled the world to Himself through Jesus Christ. And in that same verse, it goes on to say, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Jesus is reconciling the world to God through us now. I'm not getting off track. We're talking about abiding in Christ for all that we need and all that we do. But, but what is the most important thing that we do? Well, we give glory to God with our lives, but... but 
what's the reason for all that we do as a Christian? Everything we do in ministry, it should lead to souls being saved by Jesus Christ. And that's what God the Father was doing through God the Son while He was upon this earth. And He has ascended to glory, and everything that we do in reconciling the world to Him, it is done by Jesus Christ through us now. When God's people, the branches, abide in Jesus Christ, the vine, the church fulfills its purpose in in a power that does not quit, that does not give up. I've heard too many testimonies of, of Christians I admire so greatly, whether I know them in person or whether I've heard enough of them, uh, heard enough of their sermons to gather who they are. It just amazes me how many, I've, how many Christians I've heard of that have thought about throwing in the towel, thought of... Thought about quitting, just just walking away from the Lord, walking away from ministry. Maybe someone here tonight has felt that way before. Obviously, you didn't do it. Praise the Lord. You're here. How did you not do that? I guess you fixed your gaze upon Jesus Christ. You started, you started abiding and you quit struggling. And you quit striving and just abide and rest in Him. Maybe, and I don't know why this message came up on my heart several days ago and, and, and went from one step to another, but, but it may be that someone here is thinking about you're just on that edge and, and, and you've come to a very low low and you've thought about just walking away maybe. Hey, Jesus has made it simple. Abiding in Christ is the answer. Just a closer walk with thee? That's the answer. We will give up in our own strength. The disciples, they would have given up in their own strength. So Jesus took some of His last words on this earth in person to encourage them in every way they needed and to tell them, you're nothing without me. Abide in me. I have the supply of everything that you need. And all the disciples served faithfully till the Lord took them home. So Jesus says to the disciples, and He says to us, And if we can just take one point home and and think about this one point tonight, we've done good, that Jesus says to the disciples and to us, I am the vine, ye are the branches, abide in me. David Myrick, please close our study, our service, and a word of prayer tonight. And God bless you all, and have a good evening.